We've got our guest on the line, guys. Oh, finally. We don't want to talk Thank, about the grief. Thanks to Ke- Well, Kevin Gates took us there. Yeah, he's a creep. He's okay. A creep. So Belgium has finally, guys, returned Patrice Lumumba's tooth to his family. This is after 61 years after his murder. Imagine holding on to somebody's remains for that long. Mm. Uh, Lumumba was the first prime minister of the mineral-rich Democratic Republic of Congo and an icon of struggle against coli- coli- colonialism. There we go. In Africa, we now speak to Tapiwa Diamond, Afro expert on democracy, governance, and human rights. Hi, Tapiwa. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Great to have you. We've been trying to search for you, Tapiwa. I need the whole world to buy me a phone. My phone froze when you're calling Ella. (laughs) So sorry, Tapiwa. This is great news for the family and the continent at large, but maybe give us a brief background on the horrifying circumstances surrounding Patrice's death. No, thank you very much. Well, we are speaking of Patrice Lumumba. Mm. He is the Chris Honey of Central Africa, the DRC. We are speaking of the Chair Guevara of Africa. We are speaking of the mirror image of Thomas Sangara, the Herbert Kitepo of Africa. Yeah. So wh- what he did was an uh, African nationalist, he's a pan-African, who played a pivotal role in the independence of DRC, where uh, DRC Congo at that time, Belgium Congo at that time, attained its independence from Belgium. So he was very pivotal in the 1960s, you know, in, 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 the, in the country of DRC. So because of how pivotal he was, he mm. was a serious threat to, to the former colonial master, who is Belgium. And, and what he was doing was against the Leopoldville, uh, the king who was coming from, uh, from, from Belgium, the way the Belgians were ruling the country of the DRC. Mm. They had gone and invaded DRC because it is the most richest, I don't know if it's just good English, richest country in the world yeah. in terms of the mineral deposits, your gold, your cobalt, your diamonds and everything. So what then he did is that, you know, he, he then went on to do, uh, disagree with how the country was being ruled. He was the prime minister in the country. And and soon after independence, there was a breakout, there was a mutiny of the part of the soldiers which revolted uh, in the Katanga region. They then formed a separate nation like what we previously had in court with KwaZulu-Natal. So mm. as a separate region, he then went to the USA and the United Nations in an attempt to suppress the Katangan region, which was sponsored by Belgium. Mm. And what he had wanted there was to suppress Mosia Tombe, but the West refused, saying that Patrice Lumumba was uh, a pro-communist. He he held pro-communist views. And as a result, he went on to the other side, you know, to the Soviet Union for support, Mm. and the CIA termed it as a classic communist takeover. And as a result, there were serious issues between him uh, the president was Joseph Kasa at that time, mm-hmm. and the chief of staff was George Ray, uh, Desiree Mobutu, Sese Seko, and obviously USA and Belgium didn't like him. As a result, he was assassinated. Ish, and he was assassinated so brutally because they assassinated him, they, 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 they tried to bury him in a shallow grave, they tried to exhume his body and chop it up. It was horrifying. No, definitely, definitely. It, 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 was, it, was, it was horrific, you know. The family of Patrice Lumumba went on for years with, with an official silence because there was no official declaration mm. of what had happened to Patrice Lumumba. Look, he was not even buried, you know. Mm. He was thrown into a shallow grave because yeah. burial 
it comes in. We are Africans. We know there's a lot of respect yeah. that comes with that. But he was thrown in the, into a shallow grave. And then they dug up his body, mm. reburied it up again, exhumed it as well. You know, mm. they did all this. There was a Belgian officer who was called Gerard, Gerard Suote. He said, look, we want to destroy and not have any trace. Let's have a once and for all disappearance oh. of the body of Patrice Lumumba. When they exhumed it the second time, drove for more than 200 kilometers. They were armed with face masks at that time. Mm. They had machets, they had saws, and the sulfuric acid. So they put his body into sulfuric acid, and he, General Sud, he took uh, his two fingers and the gold tooth as artifacts for himself. So do we know who initiated the gesture of having Lumumba's tooth returned? Yeah, obviously Lumumba's uh, daughter, uh, Gillian, she was five at the time when Lumumba got into power. Uh, when he was 34, she was about five years old. So, uh, look, as, as, as a person who, who knew that his father did not only belong to her, but re- belonged to the whole of Africa and together with the DRC, mm. she was very voiceful. She, she had uh, written a letter to the, uh, to the Prime Minister of Belgium. This was also after the daughter of the late Gerhard Sud had gone publicly and said, look, when my father died in the year 2000, mm. there were some stuff, you know, he had stuff that he kept that he was hiding, the things that he heard. And amongst those things, there was a gold tooth that was in a nice little box that belonged to Thomas, uh, that belonged to Patrice Rumumba. And from those communications and the letter, which was then written by uh by, by Lumumba's daughter, it then led to them sending back the tooth. In fact, the, uh, the family had have gone to receive the, the, the tooth in, in, in Belgium. Okay. Do Have there been DNA tests at all that have been carried out to verify if it was indeed uh, Patrice's tooth? Because Gerard, uh, the, the Belgian officer, Gerard Sud, admitted publicly to okay. having both uh, the tooth, he said he had two teeth that he had taken and the two fingers because yes. he publicly admitted to that, saying, no, look, in the humiliation finale of mm. the Belgian enemy who was Patrice Lumumba, uh, he had those things in his possession and there were photographs, photographic evidence which was taken before. So I, I don't think that is in contention to say is it his or mm. it's not his. It's, go, it's beyond reasonable doubt that in, it indeed belonged to Patrice Lumumba because the perpetrator of this demonic uh, violence admitted publicly to have been part and parcel of the execution of uh, Patrice Lumumba. All right. So how significant is this moment to the family and to the continent at large? Well, maybe we can put it in parallel to what happened to Thomas Sankara, the trial of Thomas Sankara mm. and the perpetrators of it being uh, being being put to 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 to, to book, being held accountable. Uh, we, we we might say it means a lot because we are looking at an icon, an African icon, whose body was dismembered, whose body was mm. put in sulfuric acid. There was no remains at all, except for the two tooths and the two fingers. And currently, we only have one tooth, one golden tooth. So this comes in as the only remains. We respect the dead in Africa, and any sort of remains for the dead, we will go and we will bury it. So it, 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 
it is very significant for the family mm. of, 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 of Patrice Lumumba. But obviously, obviously, let us not forget the violence, the human rights atrocities which were done on the African child by the former colonial master. Those were debauchery, the dehumanizing of us as Africans, mm. the colonialism on its own, the, the soul and the corner, uh, cornerstone of serious hatred on the African child. Yet these former colonial masters came into Africa, took our diamonds, took our minerals, and they have not come in and become accountable. It took them more than 20 years for them to come and say, we are we apologize for what we did to Patrice Lumumba, but they silenced on what King Leopold was doing in the country of the, of, 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 of the DRC. So it, is, it, it means something, but at the same time, it still does not correct the previous injustices that the African child, that the African continent has suffered at the hands of the former colonial master. Do we know if, if, if there's going to be any events that will be held in Congo to celebrate the return of, 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 of Lumumba's tooth? Definitely. The war of the DRC is waiting for the return of the only remains uh, found so far of Patrice Lumumba. They're going to be traveling around the whole country, uh, showing the teeth to the tooth to, to the whole country of uh, the DRC. And also, it's also coming in at the time when they are also celebrating about 60 or so years of, of independence. So it is going to come at a very pivotal time for the people of, 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 of Congo, for them to sit down and think of the previous injustices and the independence that they have. But obviously, they are going to have to bury uh, the tooth in, at a national shrine mm. in Kinshasa. But or- there's going to be celebrations. In, in the country of DRC. 60 years later, sure. Listen. Mm, it, it's a very long time. It is a very, very long time. Very long but time. the injustices, they still remain in Africa. Because yeah. if you look at it, the gold remains, the gold deposits that Africa, Africans have. If you go into the world's top museums in, in, in Europe, with the one in France, which held over uh, 75,000 artifacts, African artifacts that they have taken for themselves. The Musée Real d'Africa, which is in, in Belgium, is more than 180,000 artifacts that belong to Africa. Oh my the goodness. one in France, 70,000 artifacts. The British Museum, more than 69,000 African artifacts that they have in their possession. You know. So does this mean that this, will be, uh, this moment will open the door for Africa's artifacts to return home? Not even. Let's forget about that. If you go into France alone, you know, the, the number of artifacts that France has for, for Africa, it's a lot of artifacts. But what France has done is that when we look at, at the repatriation efforts mm. of whatever was stolen from Africa, you know, the concerted efforts, they are faced with a serious hurdle. One, we speak of funding. It needs serious funding for you to go and, and have restitution claims on these artifacts. If we go into France, the legal hurdles that you face in France is the inalienability of public uh, French art collections. So this law says that any public French art, uh, any collection that is within France, it belongs to the state. And this becomes a serious barrier. It is a convenient barrier for France. So as a result, you, 
it, it, it becomes practically impossible right, because you're faced okay. with the legal convenience for you to go and, and, and uh, reclaim through a restitution claim. Charges more than 9,000 artifacts, Cameroon, 7,000. Madagascar, 8,000. Ivory Coast, 4,000. The list is very long. It's thousands of artifacts which were stolen by the former colonial master that they put in their own museums. Yet this property belongs to Africa. Tapio Diamond, thank you so much for your expertise, sir. We'll chat again soon. Thank you for having me. Asante sana. Thank you.